Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you have tuned into the most illustrious podcast on the network right now, City Speaks Podcast. Shout out to City Speaks. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, follow me, Push Supreme, and the illustrious band, The Wandering Assassins. Way to do this, your host, Big Worm of City Speed Podcast. 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 Yo, way to do this, your host, Big Worm of City Speeds Podcast. I'm sitting here with one of the funniest comedians in Tampa, man. Tony Fats. I got Tony Fats in the building, yes, man. Sir. How you doing? How you I'm living? I'm living all right. I'm living all right. How you doing? See, I've been chilling, man. 2020. I, uh, give us, give us about uh, a little intro. Of who Tony Fats is? Tony Fats. Um, I was born in Miami. I was raised in Tampa. We moved up here after uh, Hurricane Andrew tore that shit up down there in the early 90s. So I always say, you know, I'm from Tampa. This is this is what I know. Mm. Grew up over there for 36 and I was born. Shout out to the East Side. I'm from the north, but I guess that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. We um, all, we all, we all clicking. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, when did you first first start doing comedy? Like, what was your first? Uh, I used to go to the summer camp when I was little because I I was born with hemophilia. What's that? That's a, it's a bleeding disorder. Like my blood don't clot. Okay. You know what I mean? Depending on the cut or the injury, like mm. you know, you just it can be fatal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, they used to send us to the summer camp that teach us how to administer our, med- our medication without assistance. And they used to have a talent show. You're gonna be there for like seven days, six nights. And the second to the last night you're there, they're gonna have a talent show. And I used to write like a quick five, ten minute play for our cabin. You might be in there with like twelve other like other you know, people, kids and yeah. shit, boys. You know what I mean? And like I write like a little five, ten minute little play, play come yeah. up with characters, and it just. And I was at seven. That was the first time I ever got. So you been content creator? Yeah, yeah. You right? So you from the east side? Were you always just that funny dude in the hood? Yeah, hood funny. <laughs> Hood funny. Everybody wanted a class with me. If you went to Middleton High School, everybody wanted to switch their schedule to have a class with me. 2008 class clown, man. So seven, I mean, so you said you did that at seven. What was the transition of the career of, of comedy? Um, When I was in Tallahassee for school, I would, uh, this is when the YouTube like had just started like popping. People doing like the comedy shit mm-hmm. on YouTube. And King Batch was at Florida State around the same time I was up mm-hmm. there. And I would see how he would do his thing around Florida State, you know what I mean? So I tried to do the YouTube thing, and then I ended up catching case, mm. doing some drop shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't want to be on camera no more. <laughs> Nigga, I ain't want to be on camera no more. I'm like, fuck it. But it was like caging me up. So they had this place up there still running called the Oyster Bar. Mm. And then... That's how it just went on from there. That was your first stand-up? That was my first ever. How was the first time on stage? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm always nervous before every show. I was nervous my very first show in 2012. I get nervous like that with a show I had yesterday. But it's like once I touch that mic, it's like that shit over with. It's like once I touch it, like you know what I mean? It's like shit, that's it. I ain't nervous no more. I'm in my element. But... Do you have your bond on stage? Hell yeah. 
comedians call it uh, eating dick or sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say that nigga suck dick on stage. <laughs> how do how do you recover from that? Uh, get your ass off the stage. Get off the mic. <laughs> get off the mic and just go home. Always record yourself. Any any comedians watching this. Listen to this Always record yourself Whether it's audio Or video Just record yourself So you can like Study like Where you went wrong Even with shows You might get you A standing ovation But you knowing like Damn I fucked up right here mm-hmm. So But always record yourself And watch that shit Don't be Cause it's gonna be scary to watch Don't be scared to watch that shit Dude, was, was that a fear Going onto the stage Like damn What if I get up here And nobody don't laugh Nah see I don't have those <laughs> thoughts Because I know I'm funny. So even mm. when I done did shows where people just don't nobody laugh, it's like, it fucked me up. But then it's like, wait, let me just see why I went wrong. Sometimes, bro, you just, a crowd just ain't feeling you. It mm. could be how you look. It could be how you dress that night. You know what I mean? That I had, like, their attention. I try not to get on stage with anything, like, try to wear, like, a plain shirt or mm-hmm. something like that. So they won't be distracted by words or no, pictures yeah, on my yeah, shirt. Yeah. You feel me? Like, because it be little things like that that can really take you, like, Take the crowd away from, away from How do how do you how do you structure a joke? Like I always hear jokes like punchline and yeah. how do you how do you structure a joke? Most people would try to tell you, oh, come up with a premise and then a punchline, and then you know when you get better, you do tags and comebacks and all. I know y'all don't know what that means, but it's like you come up with a subject mm-hmm. or a story. Me, I'm more more so of a storyteller. So you come up with a subject and then you make that funny. Like you might. Put up like it's. I don't do jokes. I'm trying to get better at jokes. I'm more storytelling. So like with me telling my story, I know where big gonna laugh at. Yeah. Just, yeah. just based upon like, I and I open up my my set with like, uh, um, something soft like some the crowd can recognize, and then just seeing if they see it how I see it. If they laugh, it's like all right, we on the same type of time. I'm gonna roll with this material tonight. So we we first my first time seeing you was at side splitters. Right. The crowd was very diverse. Right. We had, you got Ning over here. Mm-hmm. You got white well, over there. You got them Asian. Mm-hmm. You got some country folks mm-hmm. came to see. How do you? How do you? How do you go into that 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 room? Like, how I'm gonna get everybody to laugh? Those be the best because it's like it's like I'm not in a box with my jokes. Mm-hmm. I can talk about I can talk about somewhere like okay, like the niggas are laugh. Mm-hmm. Like all I need is a laugh. <laughs> And then it's just gonna give me energy. It's almost like pressing the gas. It's gonna give me a. Uh, it's gonna all right, boom. Now I'ma hit them with this, and then they might laugh. But the the first people who laughing, they still laughing. Mm-hmm. So you might already... tell a joke, Ben. They really don't hear it, but because somebody else laughing, they all gonna laugh. It's like contagious. My my girl was like, <laughs> I'm 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 low key kind of goofy, right? <laughs> so like. Just even seeing somebody go up there, I'm laughing already. She was like, man, the jokes he telling it ain't funny. I'm like, ah, she said I was funny. <laughs> but I'm like, nah, not to, <laughs> nah, nah, not to the other, the other comedians. Oh, the other was, okay, go ahead. She was like, they weren't even funny, but she looking at me like, right. why are you laughing? I'm like, it's just funny just seeing it because up there, trying to like the one white boy that kept talking about his butt. Oh, I'm like, it's oh, like, yeah, what, yeah, crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. It's white what crazy. How, how do you... Do can somebody tell you a joke and you just take it for what it is, or as a comedian, do you like analyze the joke? Um, it depends on who the comic is. Cause see, I'm in that phase where I'm still like I'm I'm grinding at the shit, so I'm like technically new. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To I get on like a bigger scale. So, but I've been around 
I've done shows with bigger comedians, but I'm saying all that to say that some comments will get up there and have like a good joke, mm-hmm. but just because of who they is, like it, they might have delivered that bit wrong. Mm-hmm. Like that might have been a joke where they should have had energy, or a comic could tell a real good joke, but they ain't, they ain't read the room. It, you know, comics call it reading the room. Mm-hmm. But you might tell a uh, you might tell a Black Lives Matter joke in a room majority black and Hispanic. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Me as a comic is like, damn, that shit funny. But you being a white comic in this room, bitch, you tripping. Like, <laughs> so it's, 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 that's how I, I analyze it. I analyze it first. Let me see what the room is. And then I know what I'm running with. So then when I see other comedians out there going the opposite way, it's like that. I see that it's funny. Or some comments, they just need to stop. Straight up. There's some comments out here, and I ain't, I ain't no hater trying to tell a bitch stop. Some mm-hmm. comments, they just need to stop. <laughs> that's true. That's real. <laughs> Dude, like I seen like I'm I'm big on that joke that you said with uh they released the wrong person and your mama. Oh yeah, like, yeah. God I'm don't big, make mistakes. <laughs> I'm big I'm big on like real life scenario. Is is there any mm-hmm. jokes that you like, damn I, I wanna tell this joke but not right now. That Man, come in your life. Real talk, my sister, shout out my sister chicken my sister chicken dog. She like <laughs> <laughs> She's smart, bro. You feel me? She real smart, but she also like a hood bitch. So she just stuck on being like a hood bitch. Mm-hmm. But seeing her trying to transition from a hood bitch to like a professional woman, just like where she at her life right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got so many jokes, but every time I hit her, she be like, "Man, don't put me on your stand up." Like she adamant about that. She always said that, and it's like it be them jokes that I got about my family, bro. Like, but my family, they don't want to be the butt of a joke. And it's like, damn, bitch, like, this is million dollar shit. But they just, they do not want, they don't want to be on stage for it. So it be like them type of jokes. Like, I don't want to offend nobody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is, is that hard to balance? Like, yeah, I want this, this joke a hit, but. Some jokes, I'm going to be honest, some jokes are, are like the best jokes because you offended somebody. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's like, damn, that's offensive. But it's true. It's true at the same yeah, he time. made it like he made the truth funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just we in a sensitive ass time right now with people don't even know how to laugh at bit. What's true? Like regard like if I don't laugh at it, laugh at it, bit, it's still true. You either want to be sad it, about the shit, mad about the shit, or you wanna laugh at it. I choose to laugh at it. How do how do joke how do comedians do that? They'll take a, a dark situation. A dark situation <laughs> and make it a joke. But then you be like, damn, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but it's funny. No, think about think about Dave Chappelle, uh, I wanna piss on you. <laughs> like, you feel me? Like in today's movement, now they more focused on the girl that got peed on mm-hmm. versus back in our time. It's like, damn, be like <laughs> he done peed on the <laughs> So it's like, it's I don't know. It's all about like it like me, I got certain jokes where it's like, fuck it. This is what I'm finna say. Fuck how they take it. This is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> and majority when you run it like that, sometimes people can tell like he don't mean no ill yeah. behind it. So it's like I get it. Yeah, I like, feel like it's the delivery on the joke. Like yeah. if he if he see that he just like damn, it's a fucked up situation, yeah. but it's also funny. It's also kind of like yeah. it's like putting LOL behind some harsh shit. Like, I got an LOL joke, dog, and anybody can use it, right? It go like. You could tell a bit anything by using LOL. So you hit a bit last night and she texts you the next morning, like, oh, I threw that pussy on you a good one. It like, yeah, the pussy was straight, but you need the beige next time, laugh out loud. 
You can say anything as long as you put LOL behind that bitch. And I LOL I'm gonna throw them off. She's looking at the test message, don't know what to she say. She don't know what to say. She's like, wait, you playing or you for real? Nah, I mean, you smelt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you, how do you, uh, is there any comedians you patent your, your work after? Um, no. No? I study, when I study com- comics, I study delivery. I study how they handle when a crowd, like, because you could tell when a comic expect a laugh. Mm-hmm. And I, tr- and I studied, like, how well do they handle the bounce back from that? Like, oh, I didn't get the laugh where I thought I got the laugh, so let me add this. You know what I mean? I studied that. And then I just, when I write my my joint, I just, that's why I record myself is important. Because when you write it, you're not going to say how you write it. Mm-hmm. But you know what your premise and, like, the, what you expect them to laugh at. So as long as you know them two parts, how you work, you know what I mean, to get to your premise or... You, from your premise to the punchline, how you work that out is all depending up to you. Cause you ain't gonna never say exactly how you wrote it. You are gonna go try it mm-hmm. out, and then once you keep doing it multiple times, repetition, repetition, you learn to like chop that shit up, get rid of like say less words and still make it funny. Gotcha. Give me, give me your top five comedians. Top five. Dead or alive. Dead or alive, and tell me why they your top five. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bernie Mac. He he, my number one because he. I feel like when he on stage, I know him. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel like he's a relative of mine. I feel like them kids was my cousin, my little cousin. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. they was my cousins too, exactly. So, and 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 I would want to one day deliver that same feeling to people who watch my stand-up, people who listen to my stand-up. I want them to be like, damn, bitch, they're my cousin over here. Like, mm-hmm. Tony tripping like a bitch. You funny <laughs> than a bitch, you feel me? Uh, Cedric the Entertainer, because he got like this smooth goofiness to him he gonna go at number two and i'm just no like i'm goofy and then when i try to be smooth <laughs> like i be trying to be smooth with my girl bro like <laughs> you see the movie hitch when uh will smith was getting on the jet ski and he kicked old girl off the <laughs> i'm like that you feel me? i do shit like that to my girl bro be mean and too you feel me so he got like this goofy smoothness to him you know what I mean? When he on stage and I embody that myself. Um, Jim Carrey at number three. He the reason. Jim Carrey the reason I ever wanted to do stand-up. Period. I wasn't expecting Jim. Yeah. He the, he the number one reason I ever wanted to do stand-up because when I seen how animated he could be in movies and then when he get on stage, he deliver that same animation on stage. Mm-hmm. It's like, you got to be a brave. Like, I try to be animated, Brad, open mics. Nigga, people look at you crazy. Like, what is he doing? Like, your first time trying to... <laughs> so, even when he do that on stage, it's like, damn. And I I remember recognizing that when I was a little boy. Like, man, he man, he really tripping on stage, but it's funny. Mm-hmm. And I want to, you know what I mean? Because I'm just starting off, but eventually, I'm going to embody that too. You feel me? Um, I'm going to go with Chris Tucker at number four. Because the early Chris Tucker, before Jesus... <laughs> we gonna say Chris Tucker BC. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'm gonna say Chris Tucker BC, just because he another one. Well, any movie he was in, it like he was that dope fiend uncle mm-hmm. or that tripping ass cousin to me. You feel me? And even on stage, when like the joke he got about his roach, every black person could have resonated that when he was like on Def Jam. He was like, man, he was like, one day I went to kill a roach. 
I go get some tissue, I come back, the bitch was gone. <laughs> yeah, everybody like, can relate everybody to that. Everybody can yeah, relate yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah. Like that, I thought that bitch yeah. was dead. So like, just <laughs> that part of Chris Tucker, like always felt like he was also a relative. And then mm-hmm. at number five, I'm gonna have to go Lil Duval. Lil Duval. Lil Duval. And I'm gonna go with Duval because over Eddie. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you what. See, I'm gonna tell you why. Duval, he from Florida, mm-hmm. and outside, cause I'm keeping a hundred. Duval to me ain't he ain't hilarious, but he funny. You yeah. know what I mean? But as far as like, just for what he did for the city of Tampa with the city boy shit, mm-hmm. just how he do, like he changed my life, bitch. And I ain't never even like really met this nigga before. You feel me? Just watching him, just the game he give. I like. I know I got like little wisdom and shit. I don't really show that side of me all the time, but I feel like I also want to be that way to my people. I want to be like, all right, bitch. If we we ain't got no solution to fix this shit, let's laugh about it. Mm-hmm. And that, I feel like that's just how he is. He he's a he's a person that don't really like stress about shit. And you know what I mean? Black people, we stress about a lot of shit. Probably you know everything. I mean? like every fucking thing. <laughs> And I want to be that beacon of light to my people too. That's I ain't put Eddie in there because I just feel like Eddie. That red suit, special. Outside of stand up, if we talk movies, I feel like Eddie should win a win, uh, Emmy, Oscar, whatever the highest action award is mm-hmm. for the Nutty Professor. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And they don't give comics movies. Like, they don't give comedian movies them them accolades. You feel me? And I don't think, I think Eddie just himself been like, I can't put him in like Eddie's Eddie. Eddie by itself. He's just Eddie. Eddie, dog. You feel me? I can't put him in no list. He's just fucking Eddie. He's the like he the Michael Jordan of this <laughs> yeah. shit. Like you can't put you can't really put Mike in no list. They try to, but that's just Eddie to me. So Gotcha. You you ever you see yourself transitioning to like movies? Hell yeah, man. I wanna do that shit, man. I wanna Cause I'm I'm like I'm I'm better situational funny. Prison fucked me up, bro. You feel me? I'm full of excuses and shit. <laughs> prison fucked me up, bro. Cause like <laughs> prison dog, I can't when I first went to prison, bro, I was goofy as hell, bro. I was always <laughs> on some goofy excuses. time. And I went to the camp, you feel me? So I'm like, oh damn, this is a little laid back spot, bro. But the niggas in that bit, bro, was always serious. And I don't know them niggas. You feel mm-hmm. me? I'm in prison by myself, bitch. So it kinda like the niggas who I was being with, I'm goofy with them, but I feel like prison kind of caged me up. And even in my mind now, when I'm out here trying to do the social media shit, it be tough on me because I, I, I don't know why the fuck I care what a bitch think, but that mm-hmm. prison shit, you feel me? It made me feel like, man, hold on, let me let me wait till I get home. And I done got so used to not being goofy, it was like, it's hard for me to jump back in, but I'm going to get, I'm going to turn up on that bitch. How did, what, what, what age you went though? Went up the road? From 22 to 26. So you was in like jit camp? Like you was in the... Nah, bitch. When I was in that bitch, I was the youngest bitch at that bitch. I was a work camp, but I ain't never been in trouble. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I ain't never been in trouble. And I was still in school when I was doing the drop shit. So all that shit, you know, when it comes to the feds, like all that shit, they call it a downward departure. Because the prosecutor wanted seven and a half years. They talking about... 80,000. It was only 80 grand, bro. You feel me? I went heavy in the drop shit like that, bro. You feel me? I probably, bitch, I probably hit like 
Man, out of four years, bitch, I probably hit like four times, dog. You feel me, dog? It was hard for me to hit, bitch. You feel me? So, like, when she, like, rack, rack they're like, oh, he got this, this, and this. And I'm like, well, you know, bitch. Like, <laughs> physically in cash, bitch, they had $6,000. Like, come on, dog. Like, you feel me? But, <laughs> yeah, bro. I went, this went eating like that, bro. You feel me? Well, I was still in school. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But the drop shit was handy. You know yeah. what I mean? Shit came in handy, bitch. Why you in school? You like, in school? yeah, yeah, but it just. She would ask for seven, just like he ain't never been in trouble before. He's still in school. Mm -hmm. Nah. She, he was like, I'm going to give him, he gave me four years, but he gave me a chance to get out 18 months early. And if I complete the program, I couldn't complete that bit. <laughs> you couldn't complete the program? No, no. It was a rehabilitation program if you use drugs, bro. The feds was a blessing in my life because I was angry. I was angry, bro. But for no fucking reason, bro. You feel me? Just black nigga, bro, in America, bro. You bad, bro. You feel me? This will want to be real. And I was just an angry motherfucker. But like that, that psychology shit they did in the feds, it was deep, bitch. It really helped me out. So I be pushing therapy on everybody because I still do therapy now. I go do a six week session once a year, every year. With a therapist. Sit down with a the therapist, therapist. Once a week for an hour. And I be like, you know, I break down, like, I do an area in the beginning of the year and I just break down my whole last year. Because that shit is important, bro. You feel me? When I was in the feds, dog, when I had, when I learned how fucked up we is, bro, scientifically, bro, they, it's hard to explain because I don't really know all of it, bro. Mm -hmm. But, like, we got trauma from being slave descendants, bro, that we don't even know about. It's like, it's in it's in our DNA. Scientists has learned, like, that's almost like if you raise two fighting pit bulls and they breed each other, the kid, the baby's yeah, going to come out already yeah, yeah, yeah. shaking and shit. You're like, damn. It's like that's how it is with slavery and black people. And when I learned that shit fucking with them people, it helped me realize like bitch, we really is like mentally trapped until we start acknowledging the shit. So I be pushing every black man I know, bitch, go to therapy, dog. Go why sit why down. you think we don't? It, it is a cause it's a stim it's a stimmy. We don't want to be weak. Mm. Think about it, brother crackers don't give us no money. They don't give us they don't give us opportunities, the same opportunities, and then it's an uphill battle everywhere we go, just to be still a hundred steps behind. You feel me? They're angry. So the only only confidence and strength we have is through materials or finances. Mm -hmm. And that's that's us tricking ourselves. You know what I mean? Get it though. Shit. Don't yeah, be no money. Yeah, Go yeah, get yeah. that. You feel me? But they that ain't what make you a man. And when you so talk like toe up like that and you in the streets, you think you got the hustle, just to have money, bro. You away from your kids and you just doing shit that's gonna get you tricked up off the streets. Mm -hmm. It's like, bro, go see a therapist, bro. In real life, bro, you overthinking, dog. You ain't got to sell dope. You ain't got to. You ain't got to be a street nigga, bro. You could still be a nigga, bro. That go to school, learn how, learn the system, infiltrate that shit, and then get yourself right. You ain't got. You could be a squad, bro, and still be out here on the streets and still be one of the realest. To me, that's the realest, realest people to me. Mm -hmm. Ones that keep it true to themselves. You a street nigga, you a street nigga. But if you a nerd, bro, you ain't got to be no dope boy to make it. You ain't got to be no trap nigga to make it. That's what they want you to think. That's hard. Yeah. That's hard. I like that. That's that's gonna be that's you from the east side, I'm pretty sure that's hard to get that message across too. Man, it's tough. It's tough, bro. I got a homeboy right now, bro. He dealing with cause I'm gonna tell you something about mental mental disease ain't no symptoms, bro. Mm -hmm. Once your mind done slipped this screw, that bitch loose. And ain't you'll never tighten it back. And when we start realizing that. Bro, we'll start breaking chains, bro, that was put on us that we ain't put on ourselves. But we voluntarily keeping them on ourselves, bro, if we don't go to therapy. 
I push therapy, dog. That shit helped me. I was angry, bro. I would react first and then ask the question later. And you know how dangerous that is, bro? God done spent my life so many times, dog. Like, bro, bro, he done blessed me so many times, bro. And that's why I realized I ain't no street nigga. I ain't never been no street nigga. I ain't never, because I can't go kill a bit and then wake up in the morning and cook breakfast. Right now, I haven't. I can't do it, bro. You feel me? My, I got I got an uncle that's like that, bro. And it's like, that shit, it scared me, bro. And I don't want to be nobody people scared of. I'm a comedian, bitch. I want to hear you. You <laughs> feel me? I want to make you laugh, bitch. I don't want to be, I ain't no killer, bitch. Hell um, no. Nah. You, got, you got a black therapist? Nah, my first therapist was a white lady named Dr. Ramsey, bro. She it was went, a, she, went. she was tough, bitch. She was a bitch. It but, was hard to talk to her? No, that's what's crazy. Because it's like, she was tough. And my girl right now, she a, um, she she a grad student at UCL for family marriage counseling. So okay. I'm learning everything I done been through with therapists and what I've learned from therapists. I'm learning in detail now because of you know what I mean what she's studying mm -hmm. from the graduate in. So I'm learning like oh, but she was Dr. Rams was tough, and your therapist supposed to be that way because you can't get comfortable with them. You can't. You know what I mean? If you're trying to grow and they got to keep you accountable, yeah, they'll, they'll let you be comfortable enough the way you can talk to them. Mm -hmm. But then eventually they're going to give you some tough homework assignments. Like, and practice that shit. Man, I'm telling you, she was a white lady. I ain't never had a black therapist. Not yet. I want one. I done had a white lady. I done had a Spanish man. And I had a Chinese lady. I done had, I done had, a, I done had a Spanish dude and two white men. Those are my seven therapists so far. Since from prison to being out of prison, that's that's how I mean. I keep up my therapist. That's hard. That's hard. You got a <clears throat> you got an IG post. You said uh, comedy saved your life, saved Hell you from yeah. going back to prison. Hell yeah! Ah, cause when I left prison, I had prayed to God. I said, God, I don't want to come back to no place like this, and I don't mm -hmm. ever want to waste my time. And I told him, let this thing work. Nah, every time I put energy to comedy, like, bro, it's crazy. Like, I get phone calls. Like, I'll go just do an open mic. Don't nobody know I'm going to do an open mic. But I get a phone call. Hey, bro, I'm I'm putting a show together down here in Miami. You can come through Saturday. Hell yeah, bitch, I'll be there Saturday. You feel me? Like, mm -hmm. and it be God. I feel like that be God letting me know, like, this is what I want you to do. Anytime I put any energy of my own effort, it's like, it just, it just, it just rolled, bro. Bro, I did ten shows in the last fifteen days. That's I'm just hard. bad at promoting, bro. I'm That's like, I'm, I'm horrible <laughs> at promoting, bro. I ain't gonna lie. But I, I did ten shows in the past fifteen days. You feel me? And seven on was paid for. That's like, hard. and it's like every time I do that, it just let me know, like it be God, let me know, bro. Like, and if I hadn't did that, I'd go back to doing something dumb, bro. Trying to be somebody I'm not. I'm a comedian, bro. You feel me? Outside of being a comedian, I only know how to be a family man. And then outside of them two, I ain't gonna lie, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do with my life. I ain't finna act like I'm one of them niggas that know what it is, bro. I don't know what it is, bro. I'll go try to test some shit out and end up back in jail. <laughs> Keep it 100, bitch. I'll try to be a dope one, bitch. And sell rocks to an undercover first sale, bitch. Don't even know it. Don't even know it, bro. You feel me? But, nah, I ain't. I ain't, that's just what I am. Comedy saved my life just on that. And then the more I put into it, the more it get back to me. That's hard. That's hard. So you 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 don't do skits. Like no, I do. I'm going to tell you. 
full of excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I can do them, bro. It's just the editing, the filming, the editing, and then like this. IG got this shit because sometimes I'll post a video and that bitch will be out there for two hours and I might get like 32 views. Mm-hmm. And that shit discourages me. And But when I be on stage, it's like if I tell a joke, I'm going to know right then and there if it's funny or not. Mm-hmm. And IG just discourages me. That's all, bro. And it's just... I'm working on becoming more, more confident in that field like I am on stand-up. You know what I mean? But it's just right now, I'm not going to sit here in front like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get it together. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this because I done told that lot too many times, bro. You feel me? I feel like, man, that shit going to crank up when it crank up. But in the meantime, <laughs> just follow me and I'm going to make sure you know what my next stand-up is. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like you miss out on certain shit when you're not seeing that you're not that big of a IG comedian? Mm-hmm. Bro, listen, I done missed out on, I done had people who have managed other IG comics mm. who are like stars, you feel me? I've, I've I've done shows in like Miami and shit like that. And like Miami is a hub in Florida. Any comedian that's from the city, you need to go down to Miami, do a show in Miami. That's the only way you really, because it's always somebody mm-hmm. at the Miami Improv, always. And this lady, she seen me three times. And she came to me the third time. She came to me the first time. I was like, hey, you're very funny on stage. If you can get your followers up, she was like, I can get you to the point where you can quit your job, move to L.A., and we can get this thing going. And she showed me people like, you know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. reached out to them people like, hey, this legit. And they like, yeah, they're legit. And the third time she saw me, she was just like, you haven't done nothing different on IG. <laughs> She was like, you done nothing different. She was like, and you're still funny. Like, she loved me, bro. You feel me? She loved me, bro. But she just feel like, because what she told me is IG shows work ethic in your creativity. It don't only just show, like, if you're funny or not. It shows your work ethic. Like, if a person can look on that bitch and see a thousand posts, two thousand posts, fifteen thousand posts, whatever, whatever, of you being consistent at your at your shit, whether you're funny or not, it just shows a, a work ethic that they can add to their team. Is that is that? I mean, cause it's unfair. I'm gonna say what it is. It's not fair yeah. because what IG comics have done. I'm glad you asked this question. It's the best fucking question you asked tonight. <laughs> you feel me? Get all your shit. I'm fucking with your word, but <laughs> what that does is for. Comics who are not, let's say, thespians, mm. you know, theatrical. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, they're not worth nothing because they don't have followers. You know what I mean? They can't fill up a room. That's kind of how the world look at. That's, that's how the world, and that's yeah. how the world is now. And it sucks, bro. No lie, it sucks. But because like, if you do it the way I'm doing it, it's gonna take longer. Now, if I turn up on IG, what I want can come quicker. But what I'm afraid of is what I want and what I need don't align up. So what feel comfortable in my spirit is what I'm doing. Now, if I come around a guy that's like, and I don't know, I pray on that, bro. I be praying on it, and I try not to mix my mind up to like what I want and to for what I feel like is is for me. Mm. And I want to, I would rather have what's for me than what's what I want. Because everything I ever wanted in life, that shit gone. But everything I ever need is still right still here. Up. You feel me? And I done gained some. So I feel like I move on that faith. It's like, man, this is what I want. But when we go back to having conversations like what I had with the lady, when she's saying it shows work ethic, it's true. But then again, that ain't fair. Cause yeah. I'm here. I'm I, I put miles on my car. Yeah. I put, bro, I've done my first tour and my second 
Second tour, half of that tour, bro, I ain't get paid. And I spent money on that. It's far north of Cincinnati, bitch. You feel me? Far west is Denver. Like, I ain't get paid for that shit. But that's my work ethic, bitch. I'm putting money up out of what I'm working for to go do these shows that I ain't getting paid for. So I don't think that's for him. When I'm showing up, I'm funny. So when you know, and she even said you're still funny. It's like, come get fuck with me, (laughs) you feel me? But when she don't fuck with me, that let me know you ain't fuck me, Mm -hmm. cause you can't tell me I'm funny. But then say, oh, you don't put in work ethic. Then I'm down here in Miami. I ain't from Miami. I mean, you know, I'm I'm born there, but I I live in Tampa. I'm still coming down here. And you you've come to every show you see me on. You feel me? But it that's what make it not fair. So what's for you gonna be for you? And I'm not saying I I've been writing. I'm gonna say that I've been writing screenplays. Like screenplays, you know what I mean? Seeing shit like Lovecraft Country from Jordan Peele, all these like Leah Waithe, all these black writers, I love that shit. And I I know I'm good at writing. I write my own jokes. So I know I'm good at painting a picture, a situation, making a motherfucker laugh at it and get going forward with it. But when I write, my shit be like dark, like dark humor. You know what I mean? Like it might be some shit that's twisted. Like I want to do, I've been, lately I've been writing a reverse slavery to give white people a chance to understand like to show black people in power whipping the shit out of white people chopping off fingers all like <laughs> I've been right <laughs> you laughing bro but I'm just I'm, I can't wait to you I write shit like that it's like let me switch your mind up mm-hmm. it's, it's still funny it'll show the human in it but it's also like damn this is very true real in it too. so you know and that be shit like you know I send like Email, bro. I probably sound like one or two screenplays off, bro. Well, you hit nothing back because that's all I wrote. <laughs> you know, you got to keep at it, my nigga. You know, I can't write screenplays and jokes. Which one you want? You want both? <laughs> Goddamn, nigga. <laughs> I did. I did recently just learn that some comedians be having uh, like ghostwriters. Yeah, that's okay though. That's, that's okay. Man, that's that's okay. That's okay because. I know a comic in the city, bro. He he got the funniest jokes, but he just he can't deliver them bitches. Mm. Like he don't make nobody laugh. But no lie, he be having the funniest jokes. And I want to go to him like, bro, write me a ten minute set. Like, but I'm I'm afraid he gonna be on some like old Tony Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga just asked me to write a set. <laughs> Especially if you blow up yeah. on me, like, nah, that's yeah. mine, bro. But it it ain't it ain't nothing wrong. With, like if you get a ghostwriter, bro, just mean a bit like. Uh, to me, I wouldn't mind a ghostwriter. I would love to see if I can make somebody else shit funny, but in my way, I would love that. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. That's coming from a person who only also write his own jokes, and I would also love to get with a writer. Because some of the jokes I write, I know are funny, but I know, damn, if I just knew what to say and how to say it, that bitch would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm not like a, a, a writer. Like some niggas are really writers, writers. They're not like performer. Like a, yeah, they can't. So, if I could get with a writer, I would love that shit. Any writers holler at me, please. Got you. You you and uh Wolf Dollar. Wolf Dollar Bill, y'all got the smoking jokes. The Tap Apollo smoking jokes. What's the what's the goal with that? What is it first? What is so I'm gonna get history behind it. Um Lavish Life, aka Rico, mm-hmm. you know, uh on a limelight nightclub. Him and I was in the feds together. <laughs> We were locked up together. You feel me? And no lie, like, a lot of people, like, they may have whatever they think about Rico. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But, bro, Rico, I tell everybody, bro, if you can just get around him for 20 minutes and just let whatever he have 
just kind of brush against you, bro, you'll, you'll be better for it. Because he that type, he move only on positive energy. You know what I mean? He don't let nothing outside his energy affect his energy. And I'm a witness to that. I done seen so much shit happen to this man from in prison to just recently as this past February. You know what I mean? And that nigga just, he don't, he, he just... Keep going. He keep fucking going. And everything he say he gonna do, he do. If he say he gonna do it, just sit back and trust he gonna fucking do that shit. We was in prison and he was like, when he realized I was like a comedian, he was like, oh, you do stand on the hill? He was like, man, look. He's like, man, when we get out, I'm gonna get a spot, man. We're gonna run comedy shows out that bitch. You in the feds, bro. You hear so much yeah, shit, bro. You know, niggas that had <laughs> private jets with the paper tag on that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you hear so much of that bullshit, bro. You get sick of that shit. But Rico, I would have to say he was the one that's like a hundred. He got out. He got out. He hit me up February 2017. He was like, hey, I got a spot. He was like, can you put a show together? I ain't never put shit together before in my life. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I was like, hell yeah. He was like, all right, bet. He was like, all right, when, when can the first show be? I was like, June. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, it's February. <laughs> so he like, nah, that's too long. We're going to do it in six weeks. Six weeks came by. It was our first smoking jokes at OTL Lounge. Mm-hmm. They used to be over there off Henderson. And I was in my feelings about some shit. I ain't agree on how shit was ran. I ain't want to fuck with it no more. But he was solid because he ain't never do it outside of me. Mm-hmm. Then even when he brought it back, Wolf brought, like he hit, you know, he was like, hey, look, I'm going to hit Wolf up. And I want to, you know, add Wolf to it. And I told him, I said, and at this time, I was really feeling myself. I was just off the second tour, and we was going to do a college tour. The niggas I was opening up for was going to do a college tour. And I was like, all right, I'm going to let you and Wolf run. I'll just help you get comments. And that was just the worst energy to have, bro. I was real ego. I was t- mm-hmm. 2018, bro. I was in my ego, bro. You feel me? You can't tell me nothing, man. You feel me? And that was a life lesson. And But Rico, he kept it a buck, bro. And he even hit me back. He was like, bro, we need to bring it back. But this time around, me and Wolf, because... Wolf funny too. Wolf feel like he the king of comedy in Tampa. I know I'm the king of comedy in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, big bro, Wolf. But to have two people like that, and then you got Rico, who just feel like everything he touched turned to gold. It's a lot of egos involved. But Rico never had the ego. It's more so me and Wolf. And then me and Wolf came together and was like, bro, look, this shit can be what it is. And I told Wolf, like, I want to be able to run a crowd. Like, Wolf. That bitch can run a crowd. He can keep a crowd going. And I told him, like, bitch, I want to learn that shit. I'm like, that's what they're like. If I can do that in stand-up, that shit over with. And this time around, bro, Wolf on his ball shit. You know, he got his own promo shit going on. And Rico on his shit. And that shit just rubbing off on me. It's like shit, like I talked earlier, bitch. You know, I got Laugh House ENT in this, bitch. Only promotional, comedy promotional company in the city. Fuck with us, dog. But, um, and that shit just... It's just big. The first show back, bro, that bitch was packed wall to wall. At $20 a ticket. Some tickets were $25. People done bought sections. Bitches done bought bottles. At, at a comedy show, you feel me? The Tampa Apollo Wolf got that going with artists, rap artists, all rap artists, get a chance to win an hour session with Mix and Mastering with Glasshouse Studios, West Chapel Studios. Wolf got that Tampa Apollo shit so swole that it just ran smooth. And then every guest was like, oh, we coming back. That's what's up. You know what I mean? So... It's like we just gonna keep it going, but it's gonna get bigger and bigger. Wait till y'all see what we do Super Bowl weekend. What's the what's the goal? What's the wait till y'all see what we do Super Bowl weekend? Shout out Wolf Dollar, man. Lavish like Rico, man. (laughs) 
What's, what's, what's next with Tony? Um, I got a comedy special coming out. I'm glad you asked that. I wanted to promote that. February 5th, I'm, I'm recording my live comedy special. Um, okay. Shout out to my boy Got Gas Money. He hit me up in 2017. It was like he wanted to put a comedy special together. And I ain't know he was who he was <laughs> until I. <laughs> bro, listen, it's some niggas in the city, bro. Like the bitch don't know, bro. You feel me? Like people really are who they say they are. And gas money, he wanted a boy. He me. He was like, man, I want, I want to do a comedy special. He done pulled up to a lot of my shows by himself, sat front row, and actually watched. And he believed in it to where he, you know what I mean? He gonna invest in having me a comedy special. So that's why I've been going hard on this stage because I want to get the mic. I mean, my material. Tight, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I got a comedy special coming out in February. After that, I got a comedy album. I got some artists from the city on that. That's gonna be like a DJ Khaled kind of thing, though, but comedic way. Like, oh, gotcha. <laughs> it'll be like, I got, I got, I got a lot of that going on. And then Laugh House ENT, everything going in, going through Laugh House ENT. That's that's my own comedy promotional company period it, i'm t listen i want to be the no limit of comedy i want to be the fucking cash money the rockefellers the rock nation of comedy bro i ain't gonna lie bitch. I i'm him when it comes to, i don't nobody in the city love that mic i do ain't a comic in the world love the microphone how i do straight up i'm gonna be him bro so i'm letting everybody know laugh house ent is going yes got my llc the other day Fuck what y'all heard. Congrats on that. Congrats on that. I don't know if you've seen the show. You know, I always end on four questions. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. What's the, what's the biggest challenge you done faced in life? I'm going to say, I'm going to say, what? I'm, I'm going to just say being in love. Because, yeah, I'm in love with my girl. I want to marry her. You feel me? This is who I see myself with. I love comedy. And right now, it's just a tussle between the two because the majority of my finances go to trying to push this comedy shit. And then it's like, I got her. But I tell you, she riding now. And I tell her, baby, you keep riding. Trust me, it's, it's going to be. I see it, bro. It's like tunnel vision. But the toughest, I think the toughest battle ever. Prison and all, bro. I, I told her, if you make me choose, you're going to lose every time. Because I ain't going to be happy. Being with her and not being able to be funny. Mm -hmm. So that's an everyday battle. But she riding, bro. And that's just me. Like, I'm keeping it a buck. That's the toughest shit. I didn't prison all, bro. That's the toughest shit I've been through, bro. I love this girl. She changed my fucking life. Love this girl. That's hard. We ain't had no deep one like that. That's hard. What's the, what's the biggest lesson you done learned in life? Patience. Patience and working at the same time. You can still be patient and get to work. It's just like, it's elaborate on that. So... It could be shit you want that's out of your control that you really can't get your hands to, but you can also work to put getting your hands on it. So what I tend to do is I'll fuck up trying to control it myself because God is real. God, universe, however people with energy, however they want to label God, God is real. It's a master behind this shit that we ain't really, it's called fate, that we really ain't got no control of. But I feel like what you put in this world is what you get back. And I have a problem with putting something into this world, planting seeds, and expecting the tree to be full tomorrow and blooming. Mm -hmm. So patience, but while I'm being patient, I can still work. I can still water my seed. I can still pull off dead leaves. I can still pull the weeds around the roots. You know what I mean? Still working. I can still work. 
And that's that's like, yeah. That's hard. That's hard. What's the best advice you done received? Shit, man. Uh, let me think of one of the more prison nigga quotes. <laughs> oh, I got so many that I got so many that I live by, dog. I want to leave somebody. With, all right, I'm. I'm gonna leave, uh, one of the best that I try to try my best every day to live by is that you can't live your way to a better thinking. You got to think your way to a better living. Nigga, roll to it, Nigga, the roller short nigga named Salvador from uh, El Paso, Texas. Man, motherfucker short as hell. A Mexican, bro. Boy, his socks up here. His pants underneath his nipples and shit. <laughs> nigga, too, too, belt too goddamn big. Yeah, he was a real essay. He told me that shit. That's hard. That's hard. What's the, what's the worst advice you done receive? Pussy ain't got no face on it. Pussy ain't got no face on it. <laughs> Pussy ain't got no face <laughs> on it. <laughs> That's the real. That's the worst advice I ever got in my life. Pussy ain't got no face on it. <laughs> All right, let's go it that way. Let's go it that way. Tony, man, appreciate you. I appreciate you uh, having me. If dog. you didn't know, bro, I'm, I'm wrapping the season up. This the this the season finale of City Speech. Oh, fuck with me. I wanted to end it up on a high note. I knew we was gonna get in this bitch. Uh-huh. Cut off. <laughs> I want to uh, shout out to everybody that made this happen. Yeah, appreciate you Girl, Jazz right here. Appreciate you, Jazz. Her, her my sister, Shania. Mm-hmm. I keep them up mm-hmm. all day with yeah. just what I'm trying to, like, what you think about this? What you, you don't That's like this? Team, Why bro. you don't like this? Yeah. Shout out to my guy, Shit Division Media. Yes, sir. They, 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 they made it happen. I came with the vision, and they do the heart, the, the groundwork for me. Mm-hmm. Appreciate them. Appreciate the fans for yes. tuning in. Shit won't move without the fans. Uh, just cause I'm in this don't mean I'm not working. Be on the lookout for my block. City speed, city speeds podcast presents my block. Be on the lookout for that. Tony, appreciate you. Appreciate you, my boy. Coming in, yes, sir. Kicking it with me. City speeds podcast. <laughs>